hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studio. On the phone with me is Lisa Murphy. Hello. Hi, Lisa Murphy. Today we're talking about cursive writing uh, uh, from from the days gone by, from the olden days. <laughs> Play some old timey music. Um, <laughs> um, first thing, so some initial thoughts about cursive uh, writing. Hated learning it. Never used it. Think it's uh, antiquated. Uh, don't ever want to do it again. I, I get bored cursive writing. I half my. I mean, you do, you do your signature, and that's kind of in cursive, I guess. And so I, I get through my first name and. And then by the uh, fourth letter of my uh, my last name, it just turns into squiggles because I'm like done with it. So, uh, um, what do we need to talk about? <laughs> There's my thoughts. Well, and and it's funny, dear dear listener, um, that I even even when we were like our schedules weren't connecting, I was like, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. And Jeff's first response was, again, he's like, I thought we dealt with this, you know, and. And, and let me tell you, like everything else, there's, you know, usually these situations and experience and a pattern. You know what I'm saying? And I think if you've been listening for a while, one of the things I at least think that I, well, I take great pride in it because I think it's something about me. I don't like react to one-time things. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking for a pattern here. And so when I see stuff coming back as a, as a pattern, I'm like, oh my gosh. So here's, here's why it came back up again for me. Okay. If you've. If you've seen my uh, workshop that I do about the playbook, The Importance of Early Experiences is the title of, of the workshop. And I used to, back in, the, back in the old days, I would write on overhead transparencies on an overhead projector. Remember these? Yep. Right? And so I would write on it. And because, uh, you know, even to this day, I, I, I'm not a PowerPoint fan. But back then, there wasn't PowerPoint. And, and I wouldn't have known how to do it then anyway. So I was writing on it. Plus, I thought it was more personal. Anyway, point is, is that I'm handwriting on the device. It's being projected. People are reading as we go. Of course, through the years, I've now transitioned to an iPad. So I write on the iPad. It is projected. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a gig, and uh, I write on it, the importance of early experiences. And a lady, kind of one, two, three rows back, kind of jokingly <laughs> to her neighbor, the person sitting next to her at the conference, she kind of makes just a passing comment of, you know, in, in 10 years, nobody's going to be able to read that, you know, type of a thing. And everybody kind of giggled about it. And, uh, yeah, oh, it's, yeah, yeah, they're not really teaching it anymore, yeah, whatever. So the next week, I'm doing a gig, and as I'm writing it, this, this 
the, 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 the thing that happened the week before jumps back into my head. So I tell the group, because that's my style, right? I'm like, hey, guys, let me tell you what happened. You know, I'm writing it up here, da, da, da. And last week, I was like, oh, 10 years, nobody's going to know how to read it. And uh, the group goes, 10 years? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and this girl, oh, my God. And, and I, I, I try and, I, I mean, because, of course, they're, you know, I, I don't want to be taken out of context. But this, this, this young teacher, she raises her hand. And she goes, well, since you brought it up, she's like, I don't know what that says. And I looked at, I know everybody's heads like turning around. Like, what happened? Where is she? What did she look like? And, and, and I, 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 I was speechless. So my first thought was like, you know, bring, calm yourself down by, you know, by, by a little time, you know, ask some really basic questions. Oh, you know, what age group do you work with? You know, and, and then I said, you know, I'm going to ask you a very direct question. And then I said, how, how old are you? She said, I'm 22. And I was like, and you don't know how to read cursive. And she goes, no, I, I never was taught cursive. And I said, I'm going to ask you a second potentially embarrassing question. But I said, I don't want to make an assumption. I said, I, you can read, right? And she goes, yes, I know how to read, but I don't know how to read cursive. And I don't know how to write cursive. And... It's not that the room all fell apart. I mean, I'm not going to over-exaggerate the story, but I here's what I've been telling people. because, And the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I think subconsciously my brain is still trying to make room for this because it, mm -hmm. it keeps, like, popping back up. Um, I, I just – I was kind of ready for maybe, as the woman initially said, like 10 years from now, you know, like the kids who are now, like, maybe 7, 8, 9 – you know, yeah, like, I was, like I was Rowan. Ready. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like when Rowan is an adult and, and, and is in my audience, uh, then <laughs> it's like, I don't know, my brain kind of could cut some slack because, you know, it was a thing that the, the direction the, the schools went or what whatnot, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I was floored. I'll own it. I was just like, oh, my gosh. And I didn't want her to feel, I mean, she already took a huge risk, right? She did the scary thing. My yeah, God, that, I applaud her. All, that's that's awesome for right? her. Exactly. For, for, for owning that, for saying that for trusting that I wasn't going to let the room, you know, get out of control about mm -hmm. it or, or whatnot. Um, and it didn't, and I didn't want to get stuck there. Um, and, and I just kind of filed it, filed it away. And, uh, then last weekend I found myself watching, um, the spelling bee on ESPN. Which Whoa, was wait, okay. Time out. Y yeah. Right. Why, why, why? <laughs> Cause it was on. <laughs> You're, and, you're Lisa fucking Murphy. You got nothing better to do than watch a spelling bee. Well, it was ah. well. Pablo was watching ESPN, you know, and I was kind of just dicking around the house, and and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Did you change the channel?" And he's like, "No, the spelling bee is always on ESPN." <laughs> and I'm like, "But the basketball game's on ABC. Like, what's what's up with that?" So I found myself intrigued by the fact that these seven-year-old kids can, can, can do this. Okay, I can't spell for shit, let alone spell words that I, you know, have never heard of it. And the questions that they're asking, and, and so they're thinking about the root words and, and yeah. the time frame. And what, anyway, it's, it, was, it was intense. Anyway, here's the point. <laughs> As it got to the end of the spelling bee, like the last, you know, ten kids, the pressure's mounting. <laughs> Quite a few of the kids were writing on their hands which makes sense like that's what i would be doing like writing on their hands to see it and dude no joke this one chick she got up there and she typed 
And I went, oh, my God. And I really need you to know, especially listeners who might be new, I honestly have, at this juncture, no real thought-out opinion to any of this. I don't really have a judgment, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not unpacking this with a ulterior motive or some kind of a, of a soapbox of what needs to be done about it. I guess I'm more just still processing that I'm seeing something that I guess I just was uh, <laughs> speechless. Like, right? <clears throat> it, it was like it, it was just one of those things that you do, and and we might be evolving out of it. And and I guess I'm looking. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's for every person like me who's like, huh? I don't know. You know, I don't really have any thought out research based argument, but there's something about it that doesn't feel right to me, but I can't really put my finger on what it is. But for every one of me, there's somebody like you who's like, don't even really ever use it. And and I think most people bring up like that historical documents and not being able to read. Like I write thank you notes after every gig. And I found that this last round was I was handwriting the thank you note. I'm like, oh my God, I wonder if I've mailed these to people who had to ask somebody what it, what it said. I don't know. I just started seeing more maybe day-to-day uh, uh, situations. Got this where, note from Grandma Murphy. <laughs> What's it right? say? Right? And nobody knows what it says. <laughs> you have to make note of uh, uh, in the future what uh, what age your conference committee that you're writing to was so that you, you know how, if exactly. you need to do it in longhand. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I mean, I just – I. I mean, I realize it's probably a one-sided monologue, really, of me wanting to, to barf it all out. So I did a gig last week, on actually this week, on Monday. I was in Buffalo, New York, with a bunch of uh, school librarians. It was really awesome. And uh, the, the idea was to bring some of the activities that they can start putting in their, their playrooms and their playdays and linking to literacy. It was, it was a really awesome event. Mm-hmm. But I brought it up because I said, you know, you guys, you guys are a unique audience. I'm like, do you guys have any, you know, unpacking of this situation, this issue – through your lens as children, children's librarians, and and I and I haven't done any digging, but one of the one of the women said that she was familiar with some studies that indicated that there's different parts of the brain being activated when you use cursive versus when you are printing. Um, and I again, I don't have any source or information about that, but I I I made a note to follow up on. I, I was reading an article just anything. I was reading an article just the other day where there is a benefit to actually writing compared to typing as when it comes to note taking that kind of thing uh, which is why at a, at a lot of universities there there are lecturers that are that are banning laptops in their in their lectures um, but I didn't see I didn't that article at least didn't make any differentiation between writing in cursive, cursive and, or and yeah yeah so but yeah, well, I mean, we've got these ten thousand. Our, our brains kind of turned into human brains with, with writing, and so there's got to be some affinity to it, towards that, that method of of uh, of recording information. I would I would guess in in our hardwiring, but we're kind of starting to grow beyond that ten thousand year old hunter gatherer brain eventually too. What other things are there? But see, you know what? Yeah. Let me hold on. Yeah, hold go ahead. Thought, but let me circle back to the article that you said you just did read. Mm-hmm. So that maybe could be some fuel for the fire for the people who maybe want to ramp up their advocacy for 
for cursive or printing or whatnot, because in a lot of places it's not being taught because keyboarding is being taught. So that could potentially be an article that might provide like some entry entry points of, of conversation yeah, in for, regards to for, that for, topic. For those people that want to torture kids with shit they don't need, um, that would be a great starting point. But um, I guess my counter to that would be you don't need to remember as much stuff because you, you've fucking got a hard drive um, and a search bar. So you don't need to hold as much stuff in your head because you can't hold it all. Oh, I agree with, I yeah. agree with that. I think, I think, uh, and you and I are definitely on the same page yeah. in, in regard to what, what are you doing with the information that you do have immediate access to and how are you using that to, you know, make decisions of what you're doing on a daily basis and how are you negotiating with people and collaborating with people in order to solve the problems or to, you know, celebrate the successes of that stuff that we do have immediate access to. Yeah. But I, I and, and maybe I'm just 48 and think that kids <laughs> should know how to write their name for crying out loud. <laughs> I think they'll, they'll be signing their names with emojis um, pretty soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm happy face, uh, poop, um, um, heart bunny. Um, that's what, that's what names will be in the future. So what other, what other antiquated, Bits are we wasting the time? Are our kids spending their time on nowadays? What 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 else needs to go the way of the uh, of the uh, the cursive writing? I mean, because if, if I if I get to be in charge of the curriculum, I'd much rather have an extra twenty minutes of uh, of recess time for kids than than twenty minutes of handwriting of of, of learning cursive in, in their day. I wonder if you could make an argument that writing becomes easier for the kids who have more recess time well, because well, they're using their bodies. Absolutely, because they've actually uh, developed uh, uh, their their bodies to the point where they can actually hold the pencil. Yes, yes, and probably are having amazing experiences that they perhaps would want to capture or write down or tell somebody about, right? So, I mean, but 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 let's go back. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to get us off topic. I I I I find I'm filtering your question your query through a traditional like elementary school setting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think there's a, I mean, I'd like, I mean, what, when you say ant antiquated, I mean like what testing, lining up, bringing bells, Pavlov, Skinner. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, and for reals, I mean, there are Skinner's influence. <laughs> Skinner's continues to have too much influence in our educational system and i would say that that is anti, anti uh, that's a tricky word a n t antiquated <laughs> sorry i was signaling back to the spelling bee um, can you use it in a sentence what is its origin are there any other pronunciations bf skinner <laughs> is antiquated um yeah so i mean i think we he could, is yeah well absolutely um so so any of those those uh, it's the kool-aid any of that behavioral kool-aid that that the teachers might have drunk in regard to um children being expected to do whatever they tell them that i think is kind of antiquated there there is one well we well we've been talking about this there is one use for cursive writing that i i think is valuable and 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 there, a reason to learn it, I guess. And that is that in, 
I don't know, six months to 10 years when, um, when our, our robot overlords take over. Yeah. We will be able to pass notes between each other in, uh, in cursive to communicate when, uh, when we start the, uh, the resistance fight to, uh, to bring humans back into power. Uh, because I think the, uh, the optical character readers, I think, I don't think they're, they're, I mean, they'll, they'll get better than they are now, but I don't think they're going to be able to use, to, to, to read, um, cursive. And so, cursive. um, I think, we're, I think, I think it'll be necessary in, in that coming battle. But other than that, I, I don't know what it's good for. Hmm. So is, is the, uh, is the like reading old documents argument kind of a more of a, an emotional one would you say as opposed to one that really would be of like wouldn't that be a skill like now we know people who can like read you know aramaic and people who know who can translate the hieroglyphs hieroglyphics and stuff like that and so people get a, like it's a unique position and not a lot of people can do it so you know there could be a trajectory there of like hey wow look at this this kid knows how to read this yeah, and and like the people it would be a specialty. Not, well, not yeah, the, the people that care about that will learn how to do it. Yeah, true, true, true. I mean, true. the 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 people the, who care about changing a tire learn how to do it, right? Yeah. And the rest of us then benefit from the fact that they decided to to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's there's no way everybody can know everything, and when we try to create a educational system where where Everybody has to learn the same thing at the same speed because at the same time, right? Be, yeah, For because the same reasons. because some politician or bureaucrat decided it it doesn't do anybody any good because there's so much That's information true. out there. Um, I don't I don't know what those core things are that everybody needs to know. I guess in uh, I mean, I think what everybody needs to know is how how to access the information that they want to know about and then to do something with it. I think that's what people – I think that is at the core of a true self-directed yeah. educational experience. Yeah, if they can do that and they can get their shovel back in the sand pit, they're probably in, a, be okay. in a fairly decent position to to uh, survive and thrive in life. I, I think maybe the only other thing I would add to that is is some basic understanding of – the way the political system, cultural system in the place that they live functions because I, I, I think, you know, if you're going to live in the United States, you need to, to know that we're a republic and not a democracy and you need to know <laughs> that there are, there are th the three co-equal branches of government and, and some of those kind of things, which, which it appears that you know, some people that are even in those political offices don't seem to understand now, but that's not what this podcast is about, so we won't get into, <laughs> we won't get into that. But, you know, just... Some basic, some basic, uh, uh, how to function in my culture kind of stuff, and I mean, mm -hmm. but I mean, so, so much of that is politically biased anyway that I'm not sure school's the place to learn it. Um, and I mean, ideal world when that would I, be something you learn. When I was, hold on, I'm interrupting. Yeah. No, go ahead. When I was up in Canada, we spent. It was a very small. It was well, one of my more recent events in Canada. It was a really, really small gig, number of people. I mean, mm -hmm. and we were able to have some in-depth discussion about DAP, developmentally appropriate practice. And one of the things that they, they said, they said, you know, we, we have that same model, but they said ours has five, five domains. Mm -hmm. And I was like, really? I'm like, and, and they're like cognitive and language and literacy and um, physical and social emotional. 
And then the fifth one, and I'm paraphrasing because the actual phrase fell out of my head, but it's like how to know how to do stuff, practical knowledge. It was something like practical knowledge. Um, I wrote it down, but I don't have it in front of me. And I was like, oh. you know, like, like what? Like, give me an example. And they're like, like how to balance a checkbook or like how, how to pay your gas bill or how this works, how things work in your – so where my brain was going was when you said – that that cultural knowledge, right? Yeah. That literacy, that cultural literacy, the the how how to maneuver and navigate in this environment with the stuff and the situations that are around me. And and I was like, ooh, I like that. Because translating that to early childhood age kids, to me, instantly I went to like how to put on my shoes, how to tie my shoes, how to zip my jacket, how to how to fold my nap mat, how to open a juice box, how to you know, that kind of stuff. Like just practical bits of knowledge. Well, how to change that, a tire, like you mentioned earlier. To, yeah, right. And of course, yeah, that, at every age, sure. Like how to how to do shit. And and I, I, I and I need to write this down. I, I actually would like to see, um, and maybe one of our Canadian listeners can can direct me. Otherwise, I'll you know I'll Google it. Uh, if, if that actually is a an official part of it, or is it something that comes under one of the four like existing NAEYC developmentally appropriate practice domains does that does that make sense yeah, to like yeah have we just inferred have we have we added it in but we still kind of recognize this existing framework or is there another framework out there that includes this fifth one um because i and initially i i kind of linked it to to cognitive development mm -hmm. you know it, it's it's one thing to read about like quote unquote knowledge and you know that but what what are you what are you then doing with with it i don't know i like that and then then my brain started spiraling about how here in the states they've been talking for years about separating social and emotional out and having those two be its own domain and then there's a, a large growing movement of folks who 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 think that some kind of kind of spiritual that's a tricky word but i think you know where i'm going mm -hmm. that, that some kind of a spiritual development and and so then all of a sudden, like you know, after talking to like four people, it's like, huh, the the four domains could potentially have the ability to morph into what five, six, seven of them when you start really thinking about what we call the whole child, right? Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah. So there's my little rant. That, on that 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 might also mean we've got too many uh, too many administrators and bureaucrats that don't have anything to do, so they they. They think about creating a more complicated system. Um, well, don't even get me started on how much I throw out my uh, – I never force it. I never – I really don't. You know me, and, and the listeners who know me know me. I, I, don't, I don't try and bring the day to a point where I can throw out my STEM rant, but if it organically pops up, oh, my <laughs> God. And 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 the reason I love throwing that out, in all honesty, is when you know, and I'm like, oh, and then these people wanted their, and they wanted their letter, and they wanted their letter, and before you know it, we've gone from stem to stehima, <laughs> and 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 that wouldn't have had to have happened if we just left kids alone and let them play. Yeah, <laughs> we wouldn't have had to have done that. So it's exactly the same thing as to what you just said. I mean, at some point, there's going to be 10 domains under the heading of developmentally appropriate practice. And it's going to be the same damn argument if we had just let them play and put adults in the in the educational environments who actually knew what they were doing. We wouldn't have had to fraction it out 
like this and 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 like you said and make make a different program for every branch of it oh it makes me crazy well, you know Absolutely that crazy. you know there's some asshole out there that's trying to trying to push stem science technology engineering math and cursive you think yeah, i'm sure there is I hope there's not, but there probably I is. I hope there's not. I hope not. Now it's like oh my home. god! I hated cursive. Oh my god! What, what did a... you hate about it? Oh, I mean, like, okay. Now, now, okay. So there's like the physical. There's the physical part of it, but then there's also like the emotional climate. You know, did you have a horrible teacher? Yes. Who, like, yes. You know, whipped you with. Well, can you really learn? Anything from somebody you don't like? No. I don't think you can. No. No. And, and so, so horrible teachers and waste of my time was uh, can pretty much sums up my elementary school experience. Well, I was going to say, wasn't that your entire school? Experience? Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, but by, by the time I got into middle school and high school, I, I got I got better at uh, at goofing off and, and being off task while looking like I was on task. So, uh, mm -hmm. so I, I was able to fake it and uh, and muddle through. But I didn't I didn't have that skill set um, before about seventh grade. So, um, I was screwed. Like I know my dad, my my mom and dad are both left-handed, and I, I guess apparently it's it was harder for left-handed children to to learn how to write cursive. My mother has the most the, the nicest, neatest writing you will ever see. Probably beat in your into entire her entire life, huh? Probably beat into her. N not my mom's, but my dad actually had the the experience that you think only happens in the movies, where uh -huh. the nuns used to smack, because he was left-handed, used to smack him on the hand with the ruler uh. and tried to get him to be right-handed. Um, oh, so he can actually write his name with both hands, but he's he's left-handed. And he has, he has nice, you know, decent writing as well. Um, my handwriting is shitty. I absolutely have horrible, horrible handwriting. Um, yeah, when, when I mistake I'm it, when so I mistake it. amazingly intelligent. When I right, mistake it for mine, you know it's bad. <laughs> Well, yeah, yours is pretty bad too. <laughs> oh, mine is horrible. Um, so my point is, is that like, if my dad at the end of the day was like, "God damn it, I hate this cursive. It's so stupid," I'd be like, "Maybe don't you think that might have been some environmental influence there? You know, it was a horrible experience. So it's not necessarily the cursive per se. Like I know now. I mean, uh, my hand hurts when I write. Yeah. Because I don't we I don't write that mm -hmm. much anymore. Um, so it's, it's actually trying to do my thank you notes after the gigs, but, but, um, I have to like slow down. Like, like even when I write notes to like letters to Pablo, like I mail stuff. He teases me. He's like, you're the only person in the world who still sends letters. And, but I have to, I have to write really slow because my brain is going so fast with what I want to say that I know what I'm saying, but then he'll read it and he'll be like, what's this word? What's this word? So it's not even really that he can't read the cursive; it's just he can't read my cursive. Yeah, well, and when you're you're used to going from on your phone going voice to text when you're sending a text message, um, yeah, to that's true. which is so quick and so efficient to, uh, oh, how do you make a Z again in cursive? I mean, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I mean, I, I guess me thinking back at it is, I mean, by third grade, okay, you're just getting you're just getting writing writing down. And then they fucking throw cursive at you. And it's like you're starting all over again. It's like, why did I have to learn? If this is the way you want me to do it, why did you have to teach me this other stuff? Plus, in five years, I'm going to have a computer. So why the hell are you wasting my time? Yeah, <sighs> I, I can see it. I can mm. see it. Breathe, Jeff. Breathe. Mm. 
any any other sexy cursive talk we got to throw in here? We're coming up on half an hour. It is nice hour. to get love notes. <laughs> Not if you love can't read them. Sexy. Not <laughs> if you can't read them. There's a heart at the bottom. I think this means it's a sexy love note. <laughs> See, in the future, it'll just be emojis too. Love notes will just right? be emojis. It'll be like a a. Uh, uh, what are what are the uh, emojis? It'll be like an, an, an it'll be like an eggplant and a and a peach and a heart and, <laughs> and a taco yeah. and a banana. <laughs> this has been the Child Care Bar and Girl podcast. Back probably soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on cursive writing, whether you love it, whether you're for it or again it. Um, let us know. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Share the show if you like it. Heck, share the show if you don't like it. Um, Bye-bye. Because they might like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't like it, share it with somebody that has better taste than you. Oh, oh burn. Oh, hey, burn. no, seriously, thanks for listening. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but there's lots of other podcasts out there. Um, bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.